produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the full complement intrepid trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? Good. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Present accounted for. Well, I will report we did do it. We sent a pen to the mayor's office. <laughs> I have not we gotten did. I have not gotten an email saying thank you or this is you know great gesture or great idea. Nothing. But they do know we sent it. They do know why we sent it. Okay, well. And you should have confirmation that it's been sent and possibly even arrived. Well, I know I got the confirmation it was sent. You know what? Just because, let me look, because it, it was sent. It, it was sent out, as a matter of fact, like the, the very next day. Wow. Yeah, they were quick about it. Okay, let's see. Let's track it. Well. While you're doing that, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net, and um, go down the right-hand side, support our affiliates, also support our partners, FoundMe, and Heroes and Villains. Use the code FIELDAGENTS, all one word, for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, Their San Diego Comic-Con stuff is coming soon to the site, and they just released Star Trek t-shirts, in which one of them just sold out in like less than an hour of them posting it. Which? shirt was it the starfleet yards t-shirt the for the fleet yards (laughs) t-shirt that one sold out um but support them because uh, I mean they're a great company. They they've become you know BioWorld. It's got all the stuff that you've seen on Amazon or on hero on uh, superhero stuff. Who's one of our affiliates? You know some of the, like the Captain America backpack that everyone's really liked that has the nice brown pouches across the bottom or the different Rebel backpacks, Rebel pilot backpacks you've seen out there um, or the Rogue ones, whatever the Han Solo, the Adat driver ones. That's BioWorld. Well, BioWorld spun off a company called Heroes and Villains to bring more higher-end and more lucrative fan gear for the fans, all licensed. And and it's great stuff. 
Uh, also, too, check out the web store. Um, the web store will be updated shortly with some new products as well. Um, so check that out. You can get T-shirts, hats, tank tops, sweatshirts, knit hats for you skater dudes out there or gamers who just want to sit at home with a knit cap on your head in a hundred degree weather. That's your prerogative. And we're OK with that. Um, so we are. <laughs> of course we are. We don't judge here unless you're okay. junior janitors. Ooh. Oh, oh. Um, also, oh. <laughs> also to um, go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Weeby Geeks Network. Soon coming or coming soon is the archive of former episodes of Mighty Marvel Geeks. I got to clean up space and hey, I can archive them all over there. So donate to our Patreon and listen to the archives. Uh, well, guys, I'm not sure what exactly this means, but uh, so it went out for delivery at 8.53 this morning uh, and this morning being August 1st. And at 5.13 p.m., it says no access. So I don't know what that means. I don't know either. All I know is there's like a little there's a a triangle with the neg a red ex a red exclamation mark in it and it says exception no access. So I don't know what that means. That means if it was denied, you're getting money back. <laughs> Let's keep an eye on that. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. But uh, here's what did happen at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, since all of us are in place to talk about this. Um, first off, Hall H with Marvel Studios. Uh, this was on the last day of Comic-Con, I believe. Um, Kevin Feige started off with the announcement of The Eternals. It will be starring Richard Madden as Icarus, Kamal Najani as Kingo, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, Brian Tree Henry as Fastos, Selma Hayek as Ajak, Leah McHugh as Sprite, Don Lee as Gilgamesh, and Angelina Jolie as Thena. And it will be directed by Chloe Zhao. Okay. All right. Your thoughts? Uh, I got to be honest. I'm not really excited about this. You know what? Here's the thing. When I first heard about Guardians, I wasn't excited. But uh, with uh, in the from the year the year between it being announced. <sighs> And then the uh, and then the movie finally coming out, my excitement grew, and I could say the same for Ant Man because at first I could care less, I couldn't care less about an Ant Man movie, and I walked out of Ant Man wanting to turn around and go back and see it again. Okay, that's a fair point. That is a very fair point. Uh, I like the fact that a lot of these names I don't know. I know some of them. Um, mm -hmm. I remember Macari from Quasar. Well, I'm, he was I, mean, up there. I mean, even the actors. Well, yeah. Well, surely you've heard of Selma Hayek. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Angelina Jolie. Okay. <laughs> Richard Madden, maybe. I'm not sure. He he played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, so of course I know. Yeah. Okay. He's also in Rocket Man and the live action reboot of Cinderella. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else has he been in? Oh, Kamal. Okay, Kamal. I'm familiar with as well. Mm-hmm. Looking at him, I've seen him in. I know I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm looking at his. 
He was in Hot Tub Time Machine 2, Central uh-huh. Intelligence. Uh, what has he done on TV? Franklin and Bash. Okay. I used to watch that. So I know him from that. Um, I will say this, though. I am I am interested in seeing their take on Gilgamesh. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is supposed to be, in the comic books, this is Gilgamesh. I mean, he's not just got the same name. This is the guy who, the, the character in the epic of Gilgamesh. Okay. I mean, he is that character from mythology. Okay. Well, next up is he announces the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And- Which we knew coming and anthony mackie and sebastian stan come out uh sebastian stan comes out first anthony mackie comes out afterwards holding the shield well of course and he hands the shield over to stan briefly as well which kind of looked good on him too mm-hmm. um then it was revealed that daniel Brohl will be returning as baron zemo well, I mean, he had a really good ending. Yeah. That's that's the one thing that most of the, the Marvel villains, it, yeah, they're villains, but there is just a hint of um, relatability. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is when he comes on, he started doing the whole Winter Soldier activation again. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then said, I'll see you soon or something like that. And then it flashes and he's wearing the mask, just like in the comics. Yeah. yeah. The purple I- mask. I'm looking forward to part. I mean, you got to have a Zemo in a mask. That's all there is to it. Yeah, you got to. That's yep. just. And I wonder if Anthony handing off the shield to Sebastian isn't teasing at something. That maybe the two of them are going to be interchangeable as Cap. Well, here's the thought. We say there was I think it was John Cena wanted to play a role in the MCU. Yeah. And we said he would be a great U.S. agent. Yep. That, yep. This what is time to introduce put, it. What if they make Sebastian Stan the U.S. agent? Ooh. Ooh. But you do have a point there. It's like, you know, maybe both of them are going to be Captain America at some point because both of them have been Captain America yeah. at some point. Well, who, who's to say that potentially in Phase 5, which hasn't been announced yet, maybe announced, um, I was looking at the different panels for D23. I don't remember seeing Marvel Studios there. I think they are. I just I, I have to look again. Um, what if they were to introduce, like, a Captain America core? And then you do have Falcon, Winter Soldier, U.S. Agent. Nomad. Nomad. Well, you can't have Nomad because Captain America never gets angry. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to let that one slide because you're a dad, and dad jokes are kind of like a contractual obligation. Yes, they are. (laughs) Just like how how does NASA prepare for parties? They plan it. My daughter, my daughter like, loves that one. That's like the the rocket that lost his job because he was fired. See, that joke's a blast. I, I can't even. I just... <laughs> you uh, odd man. Uh, and even. Oh my. Uh, so next up, okay, let's go back to this uh, Captain America Core okay. concept. Here's one other idea I want to throw out at you. About the time that. Uh, Steve Rogers abandoned being Captain America to become the captain in the red and black suit, the one that became the U.S. agent suit. Mm-hmm. There was this dude in the comics called the Power Broker. Yes. 
Oh, that was such a good run. And you had characters that went through the power broker process. Right. And basically were becoming supers. Mm-hmm. Like you had, you know, John Walker was originally the super patriot. Yeah. And his, and, and basically his two sidekicks, if you want to call them that, were left winger and right winger. Yeah. And they had all gone through the power broker process. Right. This might be a good time to bring that out too. True. Or Battlestar. You remember Battlestar? Yeah. I remember Battlestar. Yes. <laughs> I remember what he was. I remember what he was before he became Battlestar, and then like two months later, all of a sudden he was Battlestar. I mean, they he was they they made him a Bucky. They did. They made him a Bucky, and that was kind of like the most ridiculous. Uh, I, I. It's just he did not look like a Bucky. And although he wore what Bucky wore, that's what I'm saying. He, yeah, Bucky was was a skinny little kid, right? And so you try to give you know, give a, a a totally toned and ripped big guy that same outfit. It just looks ridiculous, right? Yeah. So I like I liked how they put Battlestar together. Yeah, I, I and, but what happened to did he just kind of fade out because I know that Walker went on to become U.S. agent, but I mean he. Yeah. Crazy, Walker, but. Yeah, Walker was kind of he was kind of a few McNuggets short of a Happy Meal. Yeah, say the least. Okay, so let's yeah. see, let's see what the Marvel Wiki says about Battlestar. Uh-huh. Well, looking at the different, I have the incarnations of Captain America here to kind of help back us up. We got Captain Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is from the Revolutionary Era. Um. You have Isaiah Bradley, considered the black Captain America. I guess that was he before, was before um, before Sam. Yeah, he was after Steve, and the uh, the army was trying to find another find another uh, person who could survive their version of the super soldier serum, and he was the only person to survive it. But he never officially was given the the shield or anything. Thing. And right. he actually uh, completed one mission, but that was it. He is the okay. grandfather of Patriot, too. Yep. Yeah. So you could bring Patriot into this as well. Mm-hmm. There's already Patriot, Jeff Mace, who was in Ooh. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Yep. Uh, which okay. I was getting there. Okay. I, I got this. I got this. And, Mike, you're going to love this. He was, you know, Battlestar. And the reason the reason that he was uh, changed from Bucky to Battlestar is because there were complaints about Bucky being uh, being a derogatory term for African Americans. Yeah, which and that's kind of, that's a little bit of meta because uh, Mark Grunewald, I think he was the, I think he was the writer at the time. He had not known about that. Right. So he's kind of like, well, we got to change that. And so they wrote it into the plot that Battlestar was being told that. So he goes, okay, well, I'll change my name then. But- well, yeah, well, I remember, you know, I was reading Captain America at that point. And so it was kind of like, I kind of caught it and I was like, well, Eh, I know that's not what they mean, so I was going to be. I was just no. I'm I'm okay with it, but then like a couple, I think like maybe two issues later, no, they they changed his name and they and they the fact that they kept it in the story that way, I was like, very cool, Marvel. (laughs) You know, that that's a little woke there. I like that. You 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 didn't have to talk about the elephant room because I mean. At the end of the day, it was especially in the eighties. It was still a comic, 
Right. But they, yeah. So I, I have to admit that was when they, I'd never, I, I, that's one of those weird moments in comic history that sticks in my head. Yeah. Okay, so it says for his history, after the original Captain America return, Battlestar returned to Chicago. Uh, he did later audition for Silver Sable to join her Wild Pack, which I thought that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the Civil War events, he joined the anti-registration side. Uh, after the Dark Reign, he reappeared as the superhuman backup for the Guardsman Alpha Squad. Uh, and here's here's the part that caught my attention. He was later recruited by Howard the Duck. <laughs> To join his ducky dozen. Oh, my gosh. Yes. A team assembled by armor to prevent an alternate reality invasion of Nazi zombies from Earth 12591. Yes. Battlestar was among the few members of the dozen who succeeded in wiping out the Nazi zombie threat and survived to return home. And at the time when Hydra took over the U.S., Battlestar appeared as a member of the underground. So apparently that's the last time we've seen him. Okay. So I'd kind of like to see Battlestar come back at some point. Yeah. I mean, especially lately since Marvel has this thing about doing deep dives. You know what? Go for it. You might as well. I mean, because Marvel has, what, six, seven thousand characters? Something like that. Something like that. I mean, why not do these deep tracks? Because because they're not very well known, you can mess things around with them mm-hmm. and not and it not feel too much like retconning. Like like Makari in the Eternals is going to be uh, is going to look nothing like the Makari in the comics, at least the one I remember. Right. Right. And Marvel kind of feels they have the freedom to do that. Yeah. So. Well, how about this? To continue on, the news just got better with this with this one. Next up, Marvel Comics character making his debut, Shang-Chi and the Legend of, Ten, of the Ten Rings. Uh, Simu Liu is in the title role. Uh, alongside Liu will be Aqua... Aquafina. Aquafina in an undisclosed role. That's not how I would want to say mm-hmm. Aquafina. And Tony Link. Leung as the Mandarin, the real Mandarin. So a little bit here. um, There may be some retconning of the Mandarin with this film. Mm -hmm. Um, So we know the Mandarin was played by uh, Ben Kingsley. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sir Ben Kingsley. A Mandarin. But we come find out he, he was not the true Mandarin. He was... No, a just a figurehead to help store stuff up. And then according to the, the one shot, when he's in prison, he's off to meet the real Mandarin. Uh-huh. Um, so how they're going to play this out, will we get Fu Manchu in this as well? I don't think so because, uh, well, for one thing, uh, legal issues, because Fu Manchu is actually, the character is actually owned by another property and i don't think that we're going to see him in this uh i I think that the rights ran out for uh marvel to use him okay um in relation to uh shang chi okay 
But you know, here they are. They are going to do some some retconning to to make sure this is the real Mandarin and not what everyone still thinks is the Mandarin. Even though in the movie he was proven not to be a man, the Mandarin, but an actor. Mm-hmm. So um, it's being directed by Daniel Cretton and will be in the theaters February twelfth, twenty twenty one. All right. And I love the logo. I love the the logo for this. Uh, up next is WandaVision, starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, which we kind of knew, but we got more info. Um, they're reprising their roles. Uh, co-starring with them is Tayana Paris, whom Feige revealed would be playing the adult Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. who was the child introduced in Captain Marvel. Uh, WandaVision will arrive in the spring of 2021. And I love the font on this one as well. Yes. WandaVision, it's got a, like a, a got a Fallout vibe to it. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Fallout was supposed, it, it supposedly got that 40s and 50s kind of kind of feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up next is Loki making his way to Disney+. Plus. Uh, we will see the God of Mischief causing more trouble starting in the spring of 2021. And it was interesting how they did uh, the word mark for, for his show. Mm-hmm. As a typography student, this triggers me. Oh, it, it drove me nuts seeing it. It's like, why couldn't you just, just stick with I'm one? I'm just saying. Um, saying. Up next, Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, with Cumberbatch coming back as Stephen Strange. Uh, Scott Dickerson returning as director. But this time around will be the Scarlet Witch, played by Elizabeth Olsen, joining them. Actually, I want to see this. I am really looking forward to this. In another twist of events, uh, the Multiverse of Madness will connect with the Disney Plus series WandaVision. And if I remember right, they also said this one will be kind of more along a horror line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another reason I'm looking forward to it. Because that's really not a genre that Marvel has touched on so far. No. Nope. Um, up next, introduced was the What If. It'll be the first animated series in the MCU, and will star Jeffrey Wright as the voice of the Watcher. So the Watcher's going to be narrating this, like the Crypt Keeper? Well, That'd it, be cool. Yep. The Watcher yep. narrated the What If comics. Uh, many actors from across the MCU will reprise their voice talent, their roles as voice talent. Such, uh, I love that. Uh, such as... Josh Brolin as Thanos. Well, he should use, be used to that. Uh, Chadwick Bosman and Michael B. Jordan as Panther and Killmonger. Sebastian Stan as Bucky. Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Hiddleston as Loki. Jackson as Nick Fury. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And Natalie Portman is coming into this as Jane Foster. Nice. Ha- Haley so this, Atwell as Peggy Carter. Go ahead. I wonder if they're going to adapt the What If comic of What If Jane Foster had the power of Thor. That is something I think that's being uh, over on comicbookmovie.com. They say after the huge Thor love and thunder announcement, this will be very interesting indeed. As Kevin Feige noted in a recent interview, Jane, Fo- Jane Foster first became the god of thunder in what if in a what if story. Mm-hmm. But exploring that before what TD's movie could be an odd decision. Well, it depends on when that's going to come out. Well, it says summer of 2021. Is, is Love and Thunder going to come out before that? I don't know. Uh, Haley Atwell as 
Carter, uh, Karen Gillian for Nebula, Jeremy Renner for Hawkeye, Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas for Ant-Man and Pym. That'll be good. Neil McDonough as Dum Dum Duggan. Now, I wonder so, what story you say of the- Dum Duggan? Yep. yep. Dude, this, this could be your chance. Mm-hmm. This could be your chance to get a, a Howling Commando, okay, at least an episode. <laughs> in a episode. Uh, Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark. Sean Gunn as Craiglin. David Dutch-Malchin as Kurt. Stanley Tucci as Dr. Erskine. Takiti, Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti as Korg. I love this. I love this so much right now. Toby mm-hmm. Toby Jones as Ar- Arnim Zola. Yeah. Zola back. Jiman Hansu as Karath. Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. Okay. And I will say... I watched Jeff Goldblum do a drop the mic on the Late Late Show with James Corden, and he did fabulous. I'm not the biggest Goldblum fan, but I love that. Mm-hmm. I know, shameless plug, but uh, Michael Roker as Yondu. Chris nice. Sullivan as Taserface. <laughs> Taserface! Taserface is coming packed. That's awesome. It's metaphorical! <laughs> uh, also, another character character from the MCU appearing on the small screen, and I love the word mark for this, or the title for this, because it gives me hope that we're hitting the Matt Faction realm. Hawkeye, starring Jeremy Renner. And the show will introduce Kate Bishop. That's going to be an awesome story. Young Avengers, here we come. You notice that they are using pretty much the same exact masthead logo from the comics. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Actually, I think, Kyle, and you kind of mentioned it. West Coast Avengers, here we come. Uh, yep. What, it, 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 you know, you think about it, it's lining up because, well, Stark Tower is gone. The 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 up the upstate New York the upstate facility the upstate is New gone York is gone so yeah there's no coming back from that yeah I, I the only thing I can see is for the uh, for the Avengers to move out west they're setting it up Avengers Island oh you remember that it yeah. was essentially a giant barge yeah but it was done up as an island see aren't you glad this wasn't an Avengers headquarters when S.H.I.E.L.D. gave it to us, when Fury gave it to us. Are we sure that it wasn't? No. I remember what happened to Avengers Island. I'm not I'm I'm not very keen on that. What happened to Avengers Island? Uh a bunch of robots basically blasted their way up from beneath and punctured a ton of the flotation pa- uh flotation compartments. But that's no good. Nope, nope. Did you ever watch the Titanic? Yep. Yeah. Same thing, just no Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. That's just downright rude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, Natalie Portman is returning as Thor in Thor Love and Thunder, joining co-star Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Uh, Takiti Watiti returns as director and confirmed that Jane will become the mighty Thor, goddess of thunder. Okay, this surprises me in only one regard. I thought we would never see Natalie Portman back in the MCU. Well, I feel the same way. I, I, she had, I, I, I was convinced she had done like Hugo Weaving and said, you know what? I'm done. I mean, uh, why? that's the reason why we saw archive footage of her in Endgame rather than her coming back yeah. to do something. So that's I was just like, no. And that's the only thing that kept me from calling that 
when Anthony Mackie got the shield. And this, and this is one of the few things, and she was one of the few characters that did not appear in uh, Infinity War or Endgame either. Well, I, uh, besides archive. the archive footage in Endgame, but we didn't see her in Infinity War as real-time right. self. We didn't yeah. see her in Thor Ragnarok either. We, <laughs> she was mentioned yeah. as having dumped Thor. Yeah. Yep. Or, or, or excuse me, as Thor put it, it was a mutual th- dumping. Yep. But no, with the way she, I, I thought she had burned bridges with Marvel. I'm like, she's done? Okay, this tells me that either A, Natalie Portman needs a paycheck, mm-hmm. or B, Natalie Portman needs a paycheck, or C, Marvel just waved a crap ton of money under her nose, and she said, I'll take a paycheck. A crap, and, and he, a crap ton of money in a, in a swimming pool. Well, you know. It's hot out there. It is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am not saying this is a bad idea. I, I you know, so USJWs just lay off. <laughs> I, I, am, I am not hating on the idea of a woman Thor because it's happened before. It's happened in the comics yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. Storm, no. Storm was the god of thunder for a while. Right. No, this so, is it, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I never thought we would see Natalie Portman again. I, you know, the way the way she, I thought that she was done. I. I I mean, she was like, you know, I I thought bridges were burned and that was it. I think just about everybody figured bridges were burned and that was it. Right. So I don't know what convinced her to come back, but I'm kind of like, hey, let's let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe the fact that she gets to 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 wield the hammer now, maybe I did it. I don't know. That's possible because, you know, hey, you know, he, he likes Stormbreaker. Yeah, he you does. Have, yeah, I'm sure he'll say to her, you can have the little one. <laughs> and I'm just and I'm wondering if his going off with the Guardians has any basically Earth needs a Thor. Right. Yeah. Midgard needs a Thor. And, and say, you know, you see a scenario where new Asgard, you know, the small little fishing village, there it is. It's being threatened by one of Asgard's ancient enemies. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Valkyrie can't get hold of Thor. So what happens? She turns to Thor's old flame. And so uh, she steps in. She steps in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, that's how I see this playing down. Right. She picks up hammer because Thor's not around to help. Because he's hammered. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh my gosh. moving on, uh, we're going to find out a lot more about Natasha Romanoff because Black yes. Widow <laughs> is getting her own movie. Uh, she'll, uh, Scarlett Johansson will be joined by David Harbour as Alexei, a.k.a. the Red Guardian. Yes! Florence. The Red Guardian is basically the Russian Captain America. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, there are the Soviet super soldiers in, in the comics. They are basically like the the Soviet version of the Avengers, including Major Ursus, who basically can turn into a giant bear. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Florence Pogue as Yelena. Pugh. Florence Pugh as Yelena. Uh, O.T. Fagbini. Fagbinal. Fagbinley? Yeah, I ain't touching that one. As Mason. And Rachel Weiss as Melina. I am so loving that. Mm-hmm. Kate Shortland is directing. And this will be out in theaters May 1st, 2020. Rachel Weiss was one of my serious movie crushes from The Mummy. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember, she she was Evie. That's right. Yes, yes. My favorite Universal movie of all time, The Mummy. To to quote the one 
the one not starring Tom Cruise. To, to, mm-hmm. to quote, um, and she's married to, J- to Daniel Craig. Yeah. She's married to James Bond. To, to quote the Animaniacs, hello, nurse. Nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like Rachel Weisz was my, my screen movie crush up until Captain America, the first Avenger, when Haley Atwell, you know, yeah. stole me from her. Yeah. To say modern day movie crushes, um, I would go Blake Lively, Johansson, Whites, and Atwell. And, and why not all at the same time? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. It's my, they're my <laughs> crushes. Uh, your dreams. There yep. you go. Of those dreams. Well, go for it. Speaking of dreams, didn't we didn't think this was going to be announced? Feige introduced last Mahir Shala Ali. Of course, we know him from Hunger Games. We know him from Luke Cage. That's right. He was Cottonmouth, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. He's now going to be Blade. And not only that, Blade will be slashing its way into theaters. There's part of me that still wants to see Wesley Snipes. Yeah. As Blade. I mean, it's I just, it's just safe. I agree. But I think I, Ali could do a really good thing. He can do intense really well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Blade is definitely intense. It's just he is now going to be the first actor within the MCU to play two different roles. You know what? Actually, uh, Alfre Woodard did. Yeah, she did. Now, she did not play major characters either way. Right. True. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. She, she was in Luke Cage as well. She was yeah. uh, uh, Mariah. Mariah. Yeah. Right. With the Cottonmouth's sister. But she, didn't yes. play, but she didn't play a major role in, uh, so, in Civil War. No, she no, did. She was an incidental character. Yes. Right. You're right. But we're talking about here's an actor who played a major role who's now going to play another major role. Mm-hmm. We yeah, haven't right. had that in the MCU. No. And people are going to go, well, no, you got uh, Evans. No. Fox, yeah, Pro- Fox license MCU. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. Fox license MCU. Right. And I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't understand what the Black Panthers deal was or his issues were with Johnny Storm. I'm just saying. Now, technically, technically, Sean Gunn should get a nod that direction because he not only plays Craglin, he is also the onset stand in for Rocket. True. True. Now, he only gets to be on screen on one of those. So that's why I said technically. Right, right. Or we could we could just say friend of the show and former guest John Anderson. True. But he has not played major roles yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. Um, now, going back. Um, he says highway. I saw him last weekend. Yeah, very cool. We got to get him back. That's what I said. What did he say? He said, okay. Works for us. Um, now, Simu, Simu Lu had also mentioned he was he was surprised to be offered the Shang-Chi role because he was um, wanting to originally play either Sunfire or Namor. And mm-hmm. I can so totally see him in either one. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it would be cool. But it, it's better that he's playing Shang-Chi. Yes. And now, you know, I listed all those movies and we're like, but there's stuff missing. Now, that's supposedly the entire Phase 4 slate. Now, Phase 5. Now, notice there was a team movie not listed right. for Phase 4. If I kind of alluded to the fact that there probably wouldn't be for Phase 4. 
which I think is okay. I don't think we needed a team, a team movie to wrap up a phase. Right. Um, Now, there's a couple films that have been talked about that are coming, and these are most likely going to be in the works for Phase 5. That's Captain Marvel 2 and Black Panther 2. We know Black Panther 2 is coming, Mm -hmm. most likely in Phase 5, along with Fantastic Four and X-Men, which Mm -hmm. also got mentions as possibility for Phase 5. Uh, there were also some other surprising silences. Where's Ant-Man 3? What about another Avengers? Well, all I got to say about the Avengers, or West Coast, uh, about another Avengers movie. Where did it go? It went onto the shelf. Yeah, it, it's not on here. Uh, so this is the secret lair of the West Coast Avengers. That's all I got to say. There you go. Um, and I think it's it's hilarious, just something that kind of ties into that. Um, I'm trying to th- Simu Liu, am mm-hmm. I pronouncing yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. He uh, he says he is uh, he, he is proud to be the uh, let's see how do you put it quote ever since I was a small Jack child I al- I knew I always wanted to be a superhero but I never saw anybody like me on screen it feels great to finally represent my people on the big stage the host says Asian people he says no Canadians <laughs> <laughs> classic. He says, that's right, I'm the very first Canadian lead of their very own Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. true. This is true. Well, hold on. Well, yeah, because Deadpool doesn't really count as MCU. Not nope. yet. Not yet. But okay. And even if it did, or when it does, Chang chi is probably coming out first. Yeah. yeah. So I just I just saw that on uh, comicbook.net and well, I said okay, that's got to be shared. Well, th- there's a story that uh I guess when rumors first started about Shang-Chi, um he tweeted at Marvel uh about you no know, uh, being considered for the Shang-Chi movie. And then once you no know, once it came out, he said he then tweeted, "Thank you for getting back with me." And then, you know, he gets a call to come and uh audition. And so he he didn't find out about uh getting the role until just before Comic-Con. And so he was he, he wasn't supposed to tell anybody. So I mean, you know, he found out and he had to sit there and keep it under his hat until San Diego. Could you imagine having a secret that big? Your entire life has changed and you can't say anything about it? Yeah. I I can kind of relate because I couldn't tell people how I did on Jeopardy right. until, until it came out. I mean, I couldn't really even tell family. So, I, granted, being a former champion on a game show is not the same as being the headliner of an MCU movie. Right. Yeah, but still but pretty awesome the the principle is the same i mean yes that has that had a tremendous impact on my life and it was something that i could not tell anybody for you know for, it was it was over 3 months between the the taping and the air date wow so yeah that's how long i had to go and i'm just and we were sitting around the house and we were watching the episode as it aired and i just i just had to sit there wow <laughs> I mean, I just kind of like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, y- y'all watch this next. And that was it. And I could, that's about as far as I could go. Oh, my gosh, dude. I couldn't. That, that's that's interesting. And let me just say, watching that second day where I crash and burn like the Hindenburg. Yeah, it wasn't any fun on, on on the other end either. Yeah, well, speaking of not on the other end, at the moment, here are the movies not in the other end of 
phase, phase four or phase five. Ant-Man three, uh, the Spider-Man Far From Home sequel, which I'm sorry, I think it's going to be called Work From Home <laughs> or Lost to Home. Um, Avengers, anything Avengers, Nova or uh, Namor, which tell you who who I would love to see as Namor now. The guy who portrayed Bruce Lee in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know, dude. He's taking some heat for his portrayal. No, he's not taking the heat. Tarantino the the Tarantino's well, taking heat for it. Well, let's be honest. Tarantino deserves to take a lot of heat. Yeah, I agree. For a lot of I agree. But yeah, Slee's family is not happy with that. I don't know that would be happy with, but then he would not be playing Bruce. So. No, but they had no problem with the actor and they understand the actor was doing what he was told. Right. They had a problem with Tarantino and the portrayal of his dad. Just like I, I'm surprised we haven't heard from McQueen talking about the portrayal of his dad in the film. Mm-hmm. As well, so um, so yeah, that's that's what we have there. So there, um, there's a lot of stuff coming. There is a lot. Like you know, they it, you didn't really even touch on like you know the, the even the TV stuff that's coming. Uh, well, I mean, you touched on some of it. Yeah, there, there was I mean, the, like the network the, stuff. There's the five. Oh, right now there is no network stuff except the final season of, of Shield, which we talked about last week. Uh, I I read that there's an announce that they announced that there's going to be a crossover with. Oh, uh, yes, there is a crossover coming with um, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. Yes, mm-hmm. that got confirmed today as we're recording. That, that's gonna, and that's going to be a heck of a that Runaways and Cloak and Dagger will uh, a crossover episode is confirmed for this December. Um, so I don't know if they're crossovering on Hulu or if they're crossovering onto uh, Freeform. I don't know. I you know because the thing is, I I mean, I don't know. Does that mean that we're definitely getting another season? Actually, it's gonna it's probably gonna be on Hulu because season three of Runaways premieres on December thirteenth. Well, there you go. So, and you can catch up on Cloak and Dagger on Freeform and Hulu and on demand as well. But the other Marvel news or some of the big Marvel news that we appreciate uh, comes from Hasbro. And that's the um, Marvel Avengers Legends series mm-hmm. in which the biggest part is um, with you know, these are the Marvel Legends are the six inch figures. It's sort of like the Batman or not the Batman, the black series from from Star Wars. Right. Uh, the the Iron Man Mark. Oh, crap. Was this 85 figure? Mm-hmm. Yes. 85 will come with his own power gauntlet and surprise. It is also scaled to fit the wave two Hulk. So the so the big guy can also wield the mighty glove. Oh, nice. Also, too, is an updated Captain America figure. Um, there is a Hemdall figure, a Vision figure from, and the Hemdall figures from Infinity War. Uh, the Cap figures from Endgame. Yeah, the, but it, he's he's dressed like he is in Thor Ragnarok, though. Oh, Hemdall. Hemdall, yeah. Well, th- that's how we see him briefly at the end of Infinity War when he's killed too. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Uh, vision, mm-hmm. which comes, and it, he's all translucent, creating different visuals depending on the light he's held up into. And then the most talked about figure of all to be revealed is the in-game Thor, which is the Build-A-Figure. And it comes complete with the pajama bottoms, gray hoodie, bathrobe, and, of course, um, the axe. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. So we have Dad Bro. Mm-hmm. Dad bought Thor. Dad bought there Thor. We go. The big Thorbrowski. We got the dude. I still chuckle at the fact that I called Lebowski reference about 10 seconds before Stark did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, and looking at the... these, There is a... Uh, War Machine that looks amazing in this set as well. War Machine with the Iron Patriot. Uh, actually, you're right. Iron Patriot. Valkyrie looks amazing in this. Um, and then Dad Bod Thor is, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for all this. So, um, let's see. Time to move on to the next thing. Here are the picks of the week. Wow, we're at that time already. San San Diego Comic-Con recap really took its toll. Well, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, and that's the thing, though. I mean, whenever it comes around, you know, we're like... They 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 hit ex, except for last year because Marvel didn't really have a presence. But you know the thing is when they when they do when they are there they hit you with so much. Yeah, you know, it's like uh yeah. And that, that whole little thing that Feige did uh, in Hall H that would that 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 was a that was a meal in itself in and of itself. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since it is time for the picks of the week, and Kylan, you've got the MU pick this week. Why don't you start us off? Okay. Let's start with Agents of Atlas, number one of five, brought to us by Greg Pak, Gang Hyuk Lim, Gung Jung Yoon, Jeff Parker, and Carlo Pagalayan. I hope I got that right. If I got it wrong, come on the show and correct me, please. So, uh, protecting every corner of the Marvel U by popular demand, Atlas debut in their in their own series as Amadeus Cho, Silk, Shang-Chi, Wave, and Jimmy Woo, and all of your favorites defend the cross-Asian portal city of Pan against the science magic threat of one of Marvel's classic villains. Classic science magic superhero fun combined with young and old heroes from multiple lands clashing with one another, fighting monsters, and maybe saving the world along the way. And who is Isaac Akeda, the protector of Pan? Plus, where are the original Agents of Atlas, Nomura, M11, Gorilla Man, and Marvel Boy in an all-new top-secret mission? Okay, Eric, how about your first pick of the week? Okay, so once again, I've decided to go with like a trade paperback theme because some of these are, they seem really cool. Uh, First off is War of Realms trade paperback, Giant Man by Lee Williams, Marco Castillo, and Wu Cho. Malekith's invading army has giants, but so does Midgard. As the War of the Realms rages, four men must rise to monstrous heights at the behest of All-Mother Freya and infiltrate the savage territory of Florida, now known as New Jotunheim. (laughs) Ant-Man. 
Giant Man, Goliath, and Atlas go skyscraping shoulder to shoulder on a deadly mission to kill the patriarch of all frost giants, Ymir. And how exactly will they penetrate King Lothi's forces by becoming masters of disguise? But what role will Atlas's former teammate, the unpredictable Moonstone, play in all of this? Plus, more tales of the War of the Realms, including a Howard the Duck story by Chip Zdarsky and Joe Quinonez. Collecting Giant Man number one through three and material from War of the Realms War Scrolls number one. Excellent. Well, my first pick of the week is Future Foundation number one. Uh, it's from Jeremy Whitley, Will Real, Will Robson, and Carlos Pan Pancheco. A brand new series straight from the pages of the Fantastic Four. When the Reed Richards family is called back to Earth to be the Fantastic Four again, they left behind the Future Foundation, a think tank of the most brilliant minds in the universe, with one mission, to find the pieces of and rebuild their friend Molecule Man. But that's proved to be harder than imagined as this crew of young geniuses, Atlanteans, mutants, moloids, and androids have run into every problem in the multiverse. Now, with the leadership of Alex and Julie Power, and a little extra firepower from guest professor Yandu, the team will... Yes, the team will undergo their most dangerous mission yet, a prison break. Uh, Jeremy Whitley from Unstoppable Wasp and Will Robson, Great Lakes Avengers and Spawn, uh, take the Future Foundation on a heart-pounding journey across time and space. So, Kylan, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Daredevil number nine, brought to us by Chip Zdarsky, Lalit Kumar Sharma, and Julian Titino Tedesco. There's a new daredevil in town, and Matt Murdock has no idea who it is. Neither does Cole North, the toughest nails detective who's been hot on the Guardian Devil's trail for weeks. Can Matt Murdock truly live a life without Daredevil? Can Cole? Okay. Eric, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, original Marvel Years trade paperback, volume four. By Walt Simonson and Gene Day, the search for Solo, the lovable rogue frozen in carbonite, has been taken to Jabba the Hutt, and our favorite rebels want Han back. But as Lando Calrissian returns to find Cloud City a death trap, R2-D2 and C-3PO face a dangerous spacewalk. Elsewhere, Luke Skywalker braves a beast on Bazaar and joins Chewbacca inside a mind spider. Leia undertakes an explosive mission. Shira Bree shares the story of her people. And in the wake of tragedy, Luke becomes a pariah. Screams in the void and threats like the darker unsettle our heroes. But the hunt for Han soon leads the crew to bounty hunters Dengar, Bosk, and IG-88. And the bizarre discovery of a golden statue of their lost friend leads to revelations from Han and Chewie's past. Collecting Star Wars, the 1977 series, numbers 56 through 73, and Star Wars Annual number two from 1979. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Well, my second pick of the week, I'm going to fall Right along in suit. Uh, it's from Greg Pack and Phil Noto. Star Wars, number 70. Rogues, Romance, and Rock Monsters. Sounds like a rock festival. Uh, with the fate of the Rebellion at stake, our heroes scramble to set their decoys and traps to protect the Rebel fleet. But anyone's plan... 
but everyone's plan suddenly becomes more complicated. What can a frontier card ship, card sharp, I think it's meant to be card shark, teach Luke about the Force? What are Han and Leia doing in the Lands Carpo honeymoon suite? Uh, do we have to ask? And which <laughs> utterly iconic Star Wars villain finally takes notice as Chewie and 3PO tangle with the rock monsters of Planet K-43? So, final picks of the week. All right. So, my final pick is Savage Avengers number four, brought to us by Jerry Duggan, Mike Diodato, and David Finch. The one evil wizard to rule them all, Kula Goth, has succeeded in summoning an agent evil, and he's already hard at work on his next terrible plan. Conan swings his savage symbiotic sword against the forces of darkness, and Frank Castle has the worst day of his life. If you don't count that day in the park, I really shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> the, the Savage Avengers are fighting to save you. <laughs> that was kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm fine. No, you're not. That's why you're here. Except for that day in the park. I'm like, really? Uh, yeah. Mighty Mighty Marvel Geeks, except for that day in the park. Uh, Is that the the name of the episode? I think so. (laughs) So, Eric, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week isn't quite a trade paperback. It's actually a hardcover. It is Marvel's Art of Conan the Barbarian hardcover by John Rhett Thomas, Barry Windsor Smith, and others. The Hyborian Age meets the Marvel Age in this stunning gallery of classic Conan comic art. The Sumerian warrior made his comics market Marvel and would hack and slash his way through three decades of phenomenal full-color storytelling in Conan the Barbarian and its many sister comics. This hardcover highlights the very best covers, pages, and pinups from the legendary titles such as Conan the Barbarian, Giant Size Conan, King Conan, and more. From the seminal masterworks of Barry Windsor Smith to stunning interpretations by Gil Kane and Neil Adams to a character-defining legacy by John Buscema to gorgeous later-day illustrations by Silvestri, Kaluta, Magnola, and more. As Conan makes his highly anticipated return to the House of Ideas in 2019, immerse yourself in the vibrant and vivid world of Conan the Barbarian and experience sensational sword and sorcery sagas in the mighty Marvel Manor. By the way, this is parental advisory for strong language and content. Interesting. Well, my final pick of the week comes from Ethan Sachs, Robert Gill, John Tyler Christopher, and Abram Robertson. It's Old Man Quill number eight. It's eight of 12. The fate of the Guardians of the Galaxy. The fallout from issue seven takes the quest in an unexpected direction. The Guardians of the Galaxy face their final mission. And what is the secret Peter Quill would rather forget. So that wraps up our picks of the week. So, Kylan, what is your MU pick? My MU pick is going back to 1968, a Submariner. Well, actually, it's called Prince Namor, the Submariner, number one. Uh, this is brought to us by 
Roy Thomas, and John Buscema, Frank Giacoa, Sam Rosen, and of course it's uh, uh, and uh, at the time Stan Uncle Stan was the uh, editor in chief of Marvel, so I had to throw him in there as well. Years of Glory, Day of Doom, guest starred in the Fantastic Four. Written by Roy Thomas, art by John Basima and Frank Giacola, Imperious Rex, witness the startling origin of Prince Namor. Plus, how can the scion of Atlantis defeat a foe who can read his thoughts and knows his every move before he does? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Any final thoughts? Maybe one that could be built on? Um, hold on. I, I set you up perfectly, Eric, for what you shared with us on Messenger. Well, that's true. Oh, wait. What did I send you on Messenger? <sighs> it's a dead issue now. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, I have a friend who works. Uh, she not only works at the Lego store, she also works at the, the Build-A-Bear, which is literally right across you know in the mall from it. And uh, she has uh, she shared this as a message from Build-A-Bear Workshop that you can now have a Deadpool bear. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, let's see. Here comes Deadpool. Now you can show your love for the chimichanga loving character that's captured everyone's hearts with this online exclusive collector's item. So. Yeah. Wow. All exclusive Build-A-Bear as Deadpool. You know, that just seems kind of wrong to me, but that's just me. Yeah. yeah. He comes with a plush sword accessory set that can attach to his back or his wrists. There must be metal or mag- metal on the swords and magnets on the back for him to sit like that. I, I don't know, but it's just, it, you know what this looks like? This looks like Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Man, Pam, has gotten a Deadpool outfit. Exactly. That's what I thought when I saw it. The snout is, it looks like a pig snout. Yeah. But aside from that, it's like annoyingly cute. It, it's dead bear to go with Peter Port with Spider-Ham. <laughs> now you could get Build-A-Bear costumes for like Captain America and Spider-Man, but yeah, yeah, this is, uh, <coughs> and on the website, they even have the, the, the lounging, laying down Deadpool pose. Yeah. And that's, it's just so wrong, but it's so, like I said, annoyingly cute yep well i i will have to admit i did get uh zoe and melissa went somewhere or they went to florida mall and they they stopped at build-a-bear and they uh they were running a big sale so zoe got got a couple things and then melissa got the captain marvel bear and they picked up the they picked up the captain america avengers bear for me which is this blue bear and it's got the avengers logo on it with the cap symbol in the bottom cap on its feet and zoe had the captain america costume right and she put it on the bear and I've gotten in the past from Zoe for Father's Day and once for Christmas, uh, Chewbacca and Boba Fett bear. The Chewbacca is, it looks like an actual Chewbacca. The Boba Fett is a teddy bear done up like Boba Fett. It's not the costume. It's the, the look. And they're pretty cute. I'll, I'll admit, they're pretty cute. So, um... That I think any other final thoughts, uh, dude. I didn't even have that final thought. <laughs> well, you did. You just didn't realize it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, I have nothing else. You guys have nothing else. Then the, only, then the only thing we need to do is ask Thursday, what do you have for us? All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? No, just time to go dark. Activating security protocol self-destruct sequence. Erasing all data from the core. Just kidding.